Is inflation theft? Okay, well, the short answer is yes, it's theft. The, the answer you're probably looking for is how and why could we make such a claim? Because people don't usually think of inflation as, as a crime, but it is, in fact. And it's, it's theft for the simple reason that the, the, the long-term and sometimes short-term effect of inflation, as we're seeing right now, is it erodes the value of money and specifically um, of people's savings and of people's incomes and all these things. So that in itself may, might not appear to constitute theft. But the question goes, comes, well, you know, what happens to all that value? Yeah. What's what, what, what precisely is the mechanism whereby the, the, you know, the money in your savings account or the money that you earn in your you know, monthly paycheck uh, progressively buys or regressively buys less and less and less right. as time goes on? What, what's the actual mechanism? And the answer is that inflation is nothing more and nothing less than central banks, in collusion with the larger banking system, increasing the money supply right. officially. Okay? Now, when they do that, when they increase the money supply, they don't do it simply by throwing bales of money out of helicopters, although that's a very commonly invoked metaphor. But in reality, it's a, a somewhat more sophisticated process. Mm -hmm. The reason being that if, if the general populace understood the cause of all of these you know, generally rising prices, such as we're experiencing right now in the Biden administration, they would be scandalized and outraged, okay? Because what's happening in effect is that more and more money is being printed and that debases the value of the existing stockpile of right. money. Okay, so that seemed clear enough. But the question remains, okay, so the government creates more money. How exactly does that money find its way from wherever it originates to our bank accounts and our pocketbooks and purses and wallets and the cash registers at the supermarkets and other stores where right, we make right. our purchases. And the answer is that it's introduced strategically. Well, it, there, there are several ways in which it's done, but one of the, but the, probably the most conspicuous way is what's called open market operations. And this is a system that was originally devised by an American financier and banker named Benjamin Strong, who roughly 100 years ago was the head of the, the, the Federal Reserve Bank of New York. He was not the head of the Federal Reserve, per se. He was the head of the Federal Reserve Bank of New York, and he was quite the financial genius, a very subtle mind for finance. Now, the, the Federal Reserve, uh, they're broken up into 12 districts, is that correct? Yes, yes, and, but, but the Federal Reserve Bank of New York has always had a privileged position mm. within the Federal Reserve. For example, the gold reserves are kept there. They're not kept in Kansas City or something, or San Francisco or something like that, right? So uh, the Federal Reserve is a system. It has a bunch of, as you say, a bunch of different regional banks, but it's centered in New York City. And it is the reason that with all of the changes in the American economy in the last 110 years since the Federal Reserve was, was created roughly, okay, um, the center of finance and financial activity has remained in New York City. And, and a large part of that, reason for that, is that the Federal Reserve depends crucially on these open market operations that Benjamin Strong dreamed up and now have become uh, the basis for central bank money creation all around the world, not just in the United States. I mean, all central banks, the ECB, the, the Bank of Japan, and so forth, all know how to do this. And what an, an open, open market operations are a more subtle way of as they say in uh, Fed, Federal Reserve parlance, injecting liquidity into the economy, which means, in effect, putting more money, liquidity in the sense of liquid assets, into the money, in the money stock. So instead of you know, printing bales of money and throwing it out of helicopters or delivering it you know, conspicuously to people's homes or whatever, they inject it via these open market operations. And what happens is that the Federal Reserve purchases 
government securities, treasury bonds, so right. uh, and pays for them in whole or in part with newly created money. So that the, 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 the new creation of money is part of the, these transactions that occur. The key, though, is that only a small number of privileged dealers, certain very large American banks and investment banks and also some banks yeah. in, in Europe and Asia, are authorized dealers at these open market operations. Now, you, you can't just go and transact directly with well, the Federal Reserve, right? I think that segues into one of the main questions I had is because, as I mentioned in my intro, one of the headlines, uh, I believe it was from Fortune or the other one, was that apparently this makes inflation, they were trying to pass off that inflation makes uh, makes the middle class better off and it, it may harm the rich but that's not that's not what you maintain well, in your article and you're saying you're about to go into why it's quite the opposite right well, why, why, it, why it constitutes theft in general so so the so the issue the, the issue is this the, the money isn't just equally dispersed into the economy everybody doesn't have access to all the money right. at the same time what happens instead is that there are entry points that the, and these entry points are usually these huge commercial banks and hedge funds and investment banks and so forth, so, such that people who have large accounts, controlling interests and so forth, in those organizations, the super rich. They get it first. Always benefit. They get the money first before it has time to ripple out through the economy and cause a general rise in consumer prices. And what it does when it first gets injected is it causes asset prices to skyrocket, specifically stocks mm -hmm. and bonds and commodities and things like this. So this just incredibly, you know, gravity-defying stock market that we've had over the last several decades, it's had its ups and downs, but overall, it's been unprecedented, uh, is all inflationary. It's a result of this very sophisticated system of injecting money at, at certain places and causing the assets of the very small percentage of super rich to just expand exponentially. This yeah. is why, this is the real reason, by the way, that the rich get richer and the poor get poor. So what's happening in effect is that the value of the money that's lost from all of the ordinary savings accounts and CDs and uh, other you know, normal assets that people like you and I might hold, uh, thanks to inflation, is in effect transferred to this upper crust of very elite people that are privileged, have privileged access, and to these elite institutions that are are you know are authorized dealers in this in, in in this whole process of creating new money. 